Name. Uh, Maria Payne. Age. 33. Lives in. Tromsø, Norway. Family. Uh, I have a husband and a four-year-old daughter. Favorite coloring book? Uh, at the moment, I would say Bella Futura by Jennifer Zimmerman. Favorite pencils? Uh, Luminance by Karandash. Welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista, a coloring book podcast. And welcome, Maria Payne. Thank you so much. I think many of the listeners know who you are. And for me, you are the master of skin coloring. And I think that's what you are for many <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We are going to talk a lot about that, of course. But uh, first of all... Can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes. So, um, I well, I guess many people define themselves a bit by their job, and I, I suppose I do too. So I'm a microbiologist working now as a PhD candidate. Um, so I'm, I'm quite a busy <laughs> person. Uh, when I'm not working and I'm not spending time with my family, I do like to go to all sorts of quizzes with my friends. Um, and when I'm not doing that and not socializing, then I like to spend the time that I have uh, coloring. And uh, how did it start? Um, I think it started about um, two, and, two and a half years ago. Um I was visiting um, some of my family in the UK, uh, and and one of um, my husband's um, mate's wives uh, told me about these uh, coloring for adults. I'd never heard about it before then, and I didn't really know what it was, but it it did intrigue me quite a bit. Um, but I didn't think about it for some time until when I was back home, I did see um, a book in the store, and I was like, huh. Maybe I should try this because I am struggling with, with uh, being very stressed and being worried. I was a very worried mom. Um, so I did get a book and I, and I started and I really think it worked like magic with uh, getting me to relax. Um, and from, from, from then I was hooked. What book was it? Um, it was, en- was it Enchanted Forest, I think, with Joanna Bashford. And how did you color from the start? Um, to start with, I th- I had a set of fine liners, um, so pens, and I just used that. And I found like an old set of pencils that I had from uh, when I was young. Um, I think it was Stettler pencils, um, a 36 um, set. And I was just using that and I really was just coloring everything um, in, in one color, no shading, no nothing. Um, and looking back, uh, <laughs> it it didn't look great to start with. But how did you develop to the level where you are now? Um, well, when I first started, I wasn't even aware of there being Facebook groups or people posting on Instagram or anything like that. Um, 
but when I became aware of it, I saw that people could do like really masterpieces with just pencils. And that really intrigued me. And I just thought like, this is something I really want to learn. Um, so then I started, you know, trying um, harder and lighter pressure on the pencil, trying to shade, trying to mix color. Um, yeah, I guess I just, I just practiced by, you know, looking at other people's pictures, trying to think that or see if I could um, get it to look somewhat similar. Yeah. But did it, was it easy to learn or was it hard? Um, no, I, I don't find anything easy. No, it, it was hard. It, it took time. Um, but I think that when I started, I didn't really have very high expectations of myself. And I, I know I was thinking a lot, like, I will never be able to do anything like this. But at the same time, I felt that for every uh, coloring that I did, they did improve slightly to my last one. So it was satisfactory anyway, even if it was very far from the level of the colorist that I saw out there. Did you post these uh, pictures? Uh, not not to start with, no, not my first one. I have posted it afterward just to show people how I started out. But I think I was coloring for maybe three or four months before um, I started posting. Do you remember when you felt that, wow, something has changed in my coloring? I now it really is better. Yeah, and I think it was actually when I did my first... Um, my first face from a Hannah Carlson book uh, where I spent some time and I was quite happy with the colors I'd chosen and I, I did some shading and I thought this actually looks quite nice and I, I I mean the face was quite flat but I had like a little bit of of shading on the face and I was actually super happy and I thought this is really good. <laughs> did you color as child? Um, I can't really I, I mean I think most people they draw and color as as children um and i i suppose i did too although i don't really have many memories of that specifically but you have you went to art school is that true uh well it's it sort of um so i always find it a bit difficult you know people come from different countries and the education system is different uh, but here in Norway, when you are from your 16 to 18, uh, to 18, we have what's called vidragona. So it's kind of like, um, well, it's before you attend university. So like college or A-levels or high school, whatever you call it, um, where you can take different directions. So I had two years of, um, well, translated, it was uh, drawing, color and shape. Uh, where we learned all sorts of different um, art-related subjects. So everything from history to sewing to painting, um, learning the principles of colours, um, all of that. Yeah, so, so I did have some background and I did that for two years. Um, but it wasn't like a full study because we still had like the, the typical subjects of, you know, science, math and all of that in addition. Um, yeah. What did you think was most fun when you... Uh... Um, when I did that, I think I really enjoyed painting. Um, and also, um, 
I never used colouring pencils because we didn't use that, but we did uh, use just, you know, normal uh, graphic pencil pencils. And I really liked when we had assignments where we had to copy something. So we had, the, for example, a picture of a lion and we had to try and copy it to look as much like that as possible. Uh, and I think that was what I was strongest in as well. Um, and I think that kind of also translates now to me being able to do the faces because I am quite good at um, copying or seeing how to do things um, based on a picture or um, or looking at something. But when did you, uh, um, you, you told us about your first face and after that, was it just faces then? Or? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yes. <laughs> I think since then. Um, I think that every single colouring I've done since then has been faces. I think I've started some on other things, but not not, not um, completed it. Uh, I, I mean, I, for Christmas now, I uh, coloured like a troll face, which is um, not very common for me, but that was one that my brother wanted for Christmas, so I did that. And I've done one colouring, I think, in Ivy and Inky Butterfly. There, there is a, a small girl in the middle of the... Of the um, of the page but um it, it's not the big face so i have done some but i think mainly mainly it's faces or, or uh, female figures yeah what is it about faces that you love so much i don't know i think it is because um i i like to try and make it look realistic um but why faces i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i have a good answer to that i just really um enjoy trying to make the faces look pretty you know i think like a lot of people they are like really into um not a lot of people but some girls are really into makeup and try to um uh shape and contour their faces in different ways and uh but i don't do it on myself i just like to do it on paper instead <laughs> That was actually one of my questions, if you are good at makeup too, because I yeah. thought maybe that was uh, related to each other. Yeah, and a friend of mine did comment on that, and she said, why don't you experiment the same way with makeup? Because based on your colorings, you should be really good at makeup. But I don't. I, that doesn't interest me as much for some reason. But I think as well, on, on the, like, I mean, you can always... There's only so much makeup you can do, but when you color a face, you have more freedom, I think. You can, you know, shape it more to your liking than you could with your actual face. But your favorite book that you told us about in the beginning, tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. So this is a book by Jennifer Zimmerman. So before this one, she did um, one book called Glamorista, which is also really good. But what I particularly like about this book, it has mainly female faces, but it all or figures, not just not just a close up of the face uh, and some animals. But it's um, they are really well done. She uses uh, most of the time she uses live models, which makes all the proportions of the face um, correct. So it's much easier than to get a good result, I think, if the proportions are in place. Um and I personally like it a lot as well because it doesn't have lots of flowers and things that I'm not too keen on colouring. 
Um, and I like it has kind of like a futuristic, um, um, a futuristic style. So I liked um, the clothing. I just I just like everything about it. And I think all the faces are they're different, but they're all so nice. And just every single page in that book appeals to me. What other favorite books do you have? Um. Well, I have really liked all the Hannah Carlson books, and I think that if I go through my Instagram, I think over 50% of my uh, colorings are from that book, from from her books. Um, but the only downside for that uh, from that book for me would be that it's a lot of flowers, which I'm not too keen on. But I really like the faces. Um, but I also like. Um, Nicholas Philbert's books, so Fantasia and Serene, um, I think they're really nice, but also they they are quite detailed, um, not the face, but everything surrounding them. So um, I often find that those are projects that I don't often want to start because it takes forever. Um, and, and I also like there's a new book by uh, um, the artist Annie Stegg called The Moonlit Veil. That one is also very, very nice. Um, very, very um, uh, stunning line art. Uh, she has a very specific style um, and her painting. So she does paintings as well. And, and, and it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, but those also have a lot of details. So I need to be in a very patient mood to to do those. But I have done a few from from her book and I, I really enjoyed it. How many coloring books do you have? Um, I think I counted it a while ago, um, maybe around 40. Yeah, 40, I think. But is it true that you have not only a favorite coloring book, but a specific picture that is your favorite picture? Oh, you mean maybe the um, the tattoo girl? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I do like that one. And I made um, um, a tutorial of that one. So because of that, I had to practice quite a few times before I did the tutorial. So that's probably why I've done that one um, more. But I have only done uh, finished that one twice. Um, but that is my favorite uh, face from Hannah Carlson's books. Ah, then I understand. I yeah. thought you have done it like 10 or 20 no, times. No. no, I think when I practice, I think I have maybe like... Um, three or four half done ones, uh, but two finished. Okay, now to the uh, big question. How do you color faces? What are your secrets? How can you do them so perfect? Um, yeah, that that is a good question. Um, well, obviously, I've had a lot of practice now. So uh, I think most colorists, they do a lot of different things. Uh, but I have mainly focused on faces. And when you color like 100 faces, you will eventually become better. Um, but I think that for me, finding um, a medium that I'm really um, happy with um makes a difference i'm very comfortable i'm with what i'm using at the moment so i'm using them tanned uh or the strathmore toned paper um which to me is a is um um well i it really helps me because with the toned paper uh you start with the mid tone so you can go lighter and darker 
whilst on white paper you can only really go darker. So when you start on the on the on the tone paper, I always start with putting out the highlights first, uh, which helps me um, see um, more clearly where I need to have shadows. Um, because if you start with uh, if you start with the shadows, then if you've put shadow somewhere where it shouldn't be shadow, you can't really do much about it. I mean, you can try to erase, but you won't really be able to get it super light if you had colored it quite dark. So the paper is very forgiving. And even if you have uh, made a mistake, it's very easy to erase and go over with a light pencil. Um, and I have to say, I when I color, I make a lot of mistakes. Um, but I edit them along the way. And often um, I don't really know how to do it. So I just start and I color it. And then when I have every feature on the face in place, I see that ah, it, those um, cheekbone bones are too high, the nose, something is wrong there. And then I start editing. But it's for me, I kind of have to have everything in place before I see what has to be changed. But how um, do you change? Are you using an eraser or? Yeah, yeah, just an eraser. But also you can, if you have gone a little bit too dark, you can just take a lighter pencil and, and, and color on top uh, if you just need it to be a little bit lighter. But if it's way too dark, then I just erase. Uh, and this paper is very um, forgiving and, and it, it handles quite a bit. So you can do many layers, you can erase, go over again and erase again um, and and the paper is still fine. So um, using that paper uh, has really helped me, I think, um, develop my skills. When was the first time you used the tanned paper? Um, yes, good question. I think it was, I probably started, yes, I know, uh, early 2017, so a little over a year ago. Because I have never, I just color in the books and yeah. I have seen these papers but didn't understand the, what it was good for. But now I understand a little bit more. Yeah. But, but also, then, yes. when, you, when you color in the books, you have the black lines. And for me, it's, I, I've seen some people being able to hide the lines um, quite well in the book by using Posca or gel pens and, and stuff. But... I, I haven't mastered that skill, um, but on the, on the tone paper, you can just hide the black lines with the white pencil. Um, so it's much easier if you want to get a realistic look to use the tone paper because you can hide or mask the black lines. So that because that's another thing I haven't understand why you are why people are hiding the lines, but it's uh, that's the reason. Yeah, it's to just make it more realistic, because obviously in the photo you wouldn't have black lines everywhere. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. But then step one is to print the picture. Yeah, yeah. You, ne you need a good printer. Uh, I don't think you need a particularly good printer, because all you're printing is just, um, it's just a line art. It's not like you're printing a picture. So I, I have, uh, I don't know... Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's not a very expensive printer and uh, it works absolutely fine. Uh, what pencils are you using? 
I'm using mainly my Luminance pencils. They are my uh, all-time favorite pencils. Uh, I use those for most, um, but the full Luminance set is, is smaller than both um, Prisma and Polychromas. Uh, so I sometimes use some of my Prisma pencils as well uh, if I need extra shades that I can't find in my Luminance set. What is it about Luminance that you like? Um, well, I, I did. The thing is, I do like the Prisma color pencil as well, but the issue with those is that the lead breaks all the time, and I just don't have the patience for it. Um, and that is just, it does not happen at all with my Luminons. I don't think any of my pencils has ever, uh, the lead has ever broken. Um, and also the set has a, has quite a good selection for skin uh, colors. So I, I like that as well. And they are uh, quite soft pencils and, and I prefer that. So for example, polychromos, they are they are too hard for me. I can use polychromos for hair because they're quite good for that. But or, or if there's small details. Um, but in general, I, I don't I don't like those pencils. Why do you think it's harder to color a face with a harder pencil? Um, for me, I think I, I find it harder to blend the pencils. Um, eh, I don't. Well, it's been a while now since I used them, so I, I don't know. Obviously, now my I, I have more skill than what I had a year ago, so maybe I would be able um, to make it look nice and smooth now. But from what I remember, I wasn't able to get as smooth smooth of a look with, uh, with harder pencils. What uh, colors do you mostly use when you do a face? I was thinking about that because <laughs> I've heard you ask that in the other. Um, oh, oh, just for the face, yeah. Um, the name of the of the colors, or yes, if you have them. Yeah, so I use um, um, burnt ochre, um, and and in the luminance set you have burnt ochre. Uh, I think it's burnt ochre, ten percent, fifty percent, and hundred percent, and burnt sienna, ten, fifty, and hundred percent, um, and raw umber, ten, fifty, and hundred percent, and primrose, and there's a uh, pink that I can't uh, um, pronounce. It's something. It starts with a anter something, <laughs> but it's really good, yeah. And then I use sepia and some grays, maybe, yeah. And which uh, colors do you use where in the face? Um, so I use, obviously, I use the darkest. So um, I normally, so when I start a face, I use my white to just um, put in the highlights where I want the highlights to be. Uh, and then I go and I use my... Um, Burnt Sienna 50%. That's probably the, the, the pencil I use the most. Um, but I, I normally do it very lightly to start with. Um, and then I just see after I put that on like the places where I want it to be like mid-tone on the face. Um, and when that kind of looks okay, then I go and I use the Burnt Sienna 100% or just Burnt Sienna on the darkest part. And then I use the lighter either Primrose or... Um, uh, burnt ochre 
10% on the, uh, oh, what's it called? The um, transitions. Yeah, it, it's very hard to explain. <laughs> I mean, you have this uh, tutorial on, or what is it to call it? Yeah. On your YouTube channels. So, of course, people can go and watch it. Uh, yeah. But it's nice to hear you talk about it. Yeah. I understand it's hard to describe because you, in that uh, video, you describe how often you change pencils. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and when I did that, so that is that video I did like it's almost a year ago now. I think it was last summer. Um, and I had practiced quite a bit before that video because I wanted to not change the pencil as often when I was trying to, you know, show people how I did it. Um, so that was a bit of a challenge because when I just do it without recording or anything, uh, I change it all the time. Um, and I just have my set of pencils in front of me and I, you know, I just switch um not even thinking <laughs> sometimes not even thinking about what I'm doing I'm just reaching for a pencil and and yeah um it, it's very hard to explain and and um especially because sometimes I think that I don't really have much structure to what I'm doing uh, it's it's kind of like a bit on autopilot but uh, the blending part when do you blend and how um, I just blend by adding lots of layers on top of each other. Uh, but, but as I said, I use a very light hand. So um, when I color and until I have the face roughly how I want it to be, uh, there's still many layers. So you can see kind of like the paper shining through. Uh, but once I get to the point where I'm quite happy with the shading, then I just take a lighter pencil, um, not the white one, but maybe the burnt ochre. I hope it's burnt ochre. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I get a bit confused because the names are similar between the different brands. But um, yeah, I think it's burnt ochre. Maybe it's raw ochre, but let's say burnt ochre. Um, maybe I, then, then I take the burnt ochre 10% and I, uh, I just then go over and I um, color a bit harder. Um, to kind of blend the colors more together. So I always take a lighter pencil when blending. Obviously when I'm blending on the on the darker parts where I've maybe used the burnt sienna, then I would maybe blend with the burnt sienna 50%. Yeah. But for a long time I thought that blending was the last step in a coloring, but then I realized some time ago that you could keep coloring after you have blend. Yeah, I think it, it depends a bit on the type of paper that you, you're using, because if you're using a paper with quite fine tooth, um, then when you have had uh, a certain amount of layer, the, the paper is totally saturated and you won't be able to put much on top of that. Um, but I haven't tried this myself, but I have heard that like if you have, for example, kind of saturated it with a waxy pencil, then you can use maybe polychromous on top of it because it's a harder pencil. So um, I think there's many different ways. But I found that when I was coloring in the books and especially maybe in Hannah Carlson's book, because the paper is very fine, I couldn't build as many layers as I can with the, with the Strathmore tone paper. Um, 
So oh. but even, even the stratomatone paper, if you put sufficient amount of layers, then in the end, you can't really put much more on top. <laughs> How many layers are we talking about in one of your pictures? Um, yeah, that, that's a, a good question. Um, it depends, like certain parts of the face, maybe I only have two layers, but in other parts, maybe I have 10. <laughs> uh, it, it depends, like if I get to, um, maybe I only needed two layers to have that color or the, um, for it to look the way I wanted, then I don't need to add more layers. But often um, it builds up with layers when I'm not, um, initially happy with how it looked so I just add and add until uh, it looks how I wanted to. But how do you know where to put shadows and the highlights? Um, well I think because I've because I have been coloring for some time now I I kind of just know roughly uh, where the the highlights and the shadows would go uh, but this is most specifically for the face. Um, but for example, if I am to do a face in a weird angle or if it's looking up or down and it's an angle I haven't done before, then I need to find some sort of reference uh, to just make sure that whatever I thought um, would be correct. And I think especially when I do uh, necks or hands, uh, stuff like that, I, I need a reference to, to make sure I, I do it right. What do you think is most difficult when you color? Um, in general or on like when I do the faces? When you do the face, sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> I want to say all of it. <laughs> um, I, I always find the lips to be very challenging. Um, and I think that is probably what... Um, I think that I struggle the most with uh, in, in, in the sense of I, I think my lips are not as realistic maybe as the rest of the face. Um, I also very often struggle with the nose um, and I think most of my colorings they uh, end up having a few nose jobs. <laughs> uh, first they have one nose and then I'm like no not happy and I just erase it all and I start over no not happy with that and then then again um so very few of my colorings have the nose they initially had <laughs> on the finished uh, result why uh, are you unhappy with your noses it's just that they when it's finished it, it doesn't either it doesn't look real or I find that it doesn't fit um, but I think noses are, it is a bit difficult to make it um, look realistic because there's just many things you have to think about. Um, and it's just getting the light right on the nose. And often, I think often they are either um, too big or too small. So it's just getting them to be um just right for the face, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, it's difficult. And also, the, I always struggle with the neck. Uh, I find that very difficult, um, especially if they are in like a side view. 
Um, so then I always have to find uh, a reference to try and make it uh, look realistic. But the lips, how are you coloring, coloring them? Well, I am. So, um, from what I heard and from what I've seen, um, to try and make lips look more realistic, you should use many colors, not just, you know, one or two red or pinks, but you should mix in maybe a bit of brown, maybe even a bit of blue. Um, try and have more colors and then to think that like the upper lip is uh, depending on the light but most most often it's much darker than your lower lip um, and then try to get like the, the highlights of the lips um, but I, I normally like so when I color I very often either I have my laptop open with my um, um, with my camera so that I can see myself in the camera or I have a mirror or I just take a picture of myself with the phone in the exact angle that um, my colouring is in um, and then just use myself as a reference um, because it's it's easier doing that than trying to search online to find the picture in the exact same uh, position as the girl I'm colouring but just using myself, I can get the exact position that I need. But then obviously, um, my features doesn't necessarily fit all the, the good that I'm doing. So um, I have to take that into consideration as well. So then I might have to, to, to try and look for a picture or just, you know, try to um, just use what I know and what I've learned to figure out how to best do it. So uh, all of your girls have your mouth? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on one now and um, she had quite thin lips um, and a bit of a wide face. And I colored it like my lips and I have very full lips. Um, and because of that, uh, quite a bit of shadow underneath the lip. Um, but that just didn't <laughs> look right at all because it didn't fit her features. So there I have to um, do some editing to make it because then my face did not agree with that face. So, yeah, there's many things to think about. But but I do think that it's it's uh it has been very useful for me when learning how to shade to use my own face. Um, I think that's probably uh, what I've learned the most from, in a way. Yeah. But how long does it take for you to finish a face? Uh, the face in itself uh, takes one evening. Yeah. Uh, a couple of hours. And a whole picture? Uh, much longer. <laughs> so normally I spend one evening on the face and then one evening on the hair. Uh, and then I might do some correction to the face and that I normally do the same day as I do the hair. Um, but then it is the background and that takes me forever. Uh, so that can take a couple of days. But I'd say normally... Um, if it's not much of a background, I can do it in two, three days. But if it's a lot of background, maybe five, five evenings. What is it that takes so long with the backgrounds? 
that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so very often I have this idea and I start and I thought, think, oh, this is a great idea. I'll try this. And then it ends up looking like, oh, I had one where um, um, oh, it's the latest one that I've done from Hannah Carlson. She has, it, it's, she has a, it's a side girl with, um, with a crown and there's a black background. Um, and I tried something and it looked like fireworks were coming out of her crown and it was just so distracting and so disturbing to the picture. And I spent, I don't know, two days trying to make that look good. And in the end, it didn't. So I just had to go over with black Posca. Um, and that has happened on many occasions. And then I feel like, oh, my God, I've just wasted two two evenings <laughs> coloring something that I just covered up. I could have done another face in this time. <laughs> But yeah, I don't find that I'm very creative when it comes to backgrounds, sadly. But still you want to do them. Mm, not really, but I think that um, I kind of have to do them to uh, kind of complement and make the picture look more whole. Uh, it looks much nicer if you have a background, uh, especially if you have a nice background. But it's not something I particularly like doing. <laughs> When do you color? Uh, I only color in the evening. So after my daughter's gone to bed. So I sit down maybe half past eight, nine around that time. And how many hours do you color every day, every evening? Uh, um, when I sit down, I normally color for at least three hours, three to four hours. So I go to bed way too late. Uh, but I don't color every day, though, because I just don't have the time for that. But uh, a few evenings a week um, and then three to four hours each session. What part of the process is most fun for you? Um, well, uh, so it is obviously uh, just coloring uh, or yeah, uh, figuring out how to do the face and just coloring the face. Um, and I also quite like doing the hair. Um, and then normally when I've come to that point, when I've done the face and I've done the hair, I start thinking about the next project I want to do. Um, so in one way, maybe the most fun part or what makes me most excited is when I'm struggling to do a background, but just dreaming of how I'm going to do my next face, because then I get many ideas on how to do that. Um, but I think it's only because I, I can't really do it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's often like before I start when I have many plans um, on on how I how I want it. But at the same time, I like I never uh, when I start a picture, I never have any idea how it's going to look. I just I have um a jar where I have my skin pencils and I just take that out and I start coloring and I have no idea of any of the other colors uh it's after I've done the face I see what um well depending on how the face looks then I decide what hair color to go for and then I have to um figure out the colors for the rest and uh, that I find a bit challenging and I I feel that I if I just had the time, it would have been really nice to try and look for reference photos or color palettes or something like that. But I never have the time to do that. So sadly, I find really that I don't put much time into 
picking the right colors. Um, and if I just had more time, I would have spent more time doing research in that area. But how do you decide what to color next? Um, well, as I said, it's it's often when I sit there struggling with the background or doing some flowers that I don't want to do, then I start thinking about like, oh, what what other faces do I have? What do I want to do? And then I get many ideas. So I have normally decided before I finish a piece what my next piece will be. Uh, it's very rarely that I finish something and then I have to spend time trying to work out what my next project will be. So it's 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 being decided whilst I color uh, my previous one. But when do you color the eyes? Um, I normally do the eyes after I have uh, shaded the face um, because, and this is isn't really necessarily planned. But sometimes the face goes a bit uh, darker. Often it goes a bit darker if I'm struggling more because then I have more layers, which makes it a bit darker. And then, um, or sometimes maybe it look a bit more um, red. Um, and I just do the eyes then towards the end when I see what eye color do I think will kind of look best on this either reddish or lightish <laughs> face. Um, yeah, so I, I tend to do the eyes last or not last. I do the lips um, last in the face, but the eyes I do <laughs> before I do the lips. Yeah. But uh, in this tutorial, which is a year uh, old then, yeah. Uh, yeah. you used uh, markers on the eyes and the lips before you used uh, pencils. How yeah. do you color eyes and, and lips now? Now I, I tend not to uh, use the marker. I, I could, but it doesn't really make much difference, I find, because I will put so many layers. So whatever I have underneath won't, won't shine through anyway. Um, but when I first uh, kind of realized that it was helpful to use marker underneath, I used marker underneath for everything. Um, but now um, markers are more important for me for the hair, um, and I don't really use it for the face. Uh, I could do, but I, I really don't think, think it makes a difference. But what is the thing about using markers for uh, people who uh, don't know that? Yeah, so for me... Um, and I think that markers is also actually good. And I, I on one of the tutorials I have on, on YouTube, I've done, um, I colored purple hair on, on a girl. And I did one half where I just used pencil and one half where I did markers and pencils. And this was on white paper. And when you use marker, uh, even on white paper, it's much easier to hide them. Um, hide the, the black lines underneath so they don't show as well as they would have because it's like it kind of um, puts a layer on top so it's easier than to just use white pencil on, on top of the white lines or the black lines um, so what I found was that on what even on white paper using marker underneath made the hair looks much more real and much more vibrant um, but also for the for the tone paper, it kind of saturates the paper. So if I've had, let's say I do brown hair and I have brown marker on the hair first, I don't have to use as much pencil to saturate the paper. So I don't want the gray or the tan uh, tone to, to shine through. Um, 
So it, it just, it kind of just, it just saves time and it helps making a more realistic result because it's easier to hide uh, the black lines. That's a, a great uh, uh, tips. Yeah. I think. But it's bleeding through. I mean, if you color in a book. Yes, exactly. So it, it's not like if you have a picture on the other I mean, there's some coloring books where you don't have a picture on the other side, but when you have, it will bleed through and it will ruin the picture on the other side. And it might even bleed through to the next page. So you should always have a paper underneath. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend it for, for the books because it's ruining the books, really. But you use them uh, on uh, uh, on your pictures when you color hair. Yes. Yeah. And also uh, I used it for the background, um, even if I want to to have some other colors on the background or I want to. I, I just use marker underneath um, just to saturate the paper more. Um, and also if I do flowers and when, when, when I'm forced to do flowers, I use markers first. Um, it, it's good to cover uh, big areas. Um, because then kind of like the base color underneath will be that color instead of gray or white or whatever the paper is. Do you have any more tips for coloring hair? Um, uh, yeah, so uh, what's important when you color hair is that you always, um, like for example, when I color the face, I use like circular strokes with my pencil. Uh, you can't do that for the hair. On the hair, you have to do just, you know, uh, <laughs> this is always hard to explain on, on just explaining. But yeah, you just have to do um, strokes and you have to do the strokes in the um, uh, in the direction the hair is flowing. So um, I don't blend in that way on the hair. I just do strokes and strokes and strokes. Um but when I when I do hair as well, I do the markers first, and and here I normally use three markers. So I have one marker that I use on the lightest, or where I want uh, the highlights to be, and I use the darkest one for where I want the uh, darkest part to be, and then I use a middle tone to kind of bridge the gaps there. Um, and then I do the same with the pencils. I use the the lightest one in the lightest area, uh, and the darkest one in the darkest place, and then. But I, I do it in, in just strokes um, in the direction of the hair all the time um, so that you can kind of like see the individual uh, strokes that you've done. Yeah. And what pencil are best for that? Um, actually, I think that polychromos would be the best pencils for that. Uh, and this is just my laziness, not bringing out my polychromos, because I just tend to, and like the last colorings I've done, I've ended up using the same colors that I use for skin for the hair, but because I use it in a different combination, it doesn't look like the skin, but I just tend to use the pencil that is closest to hand. Um, but I do think that to get the best hair it's actually better to use the polychromos because you get the more pointed tip and you get thinner lines which is is better and the eyes we didn't talk so much about those no do you have an advice for those um i tend to um add quite a lot of eyeshadows to my eyes but it's more because I really want the eyes to be kind of like the focus of the image um, but I think 
things to think about when you when you do the eyes is um for example the white of the eyes is never white and that would be the same for teeth it's never totally white so um it's it's more gray and obviously um you kind of want to shape the eyeball a bit so like the <laughs> how to say the end of the eye will be much or like the sides <laughs> will be darker uh, and also there will be some shadow uh, from the eyelashes so it will be you know darker to the sort of like the top of the eye um, and also when you do the eyelashes you kind of uh, you should think um, of the direction of the eyelashes so they don't go straight up they go a bit down first and then they go up um, and they're never straight they're more curved um, and of course and and for the iris the iris will be no matter what color you use it will be darker on the top and then a bit lighter um, at the bottom um, and also obviously if you add the uh, use a Posca pen or, or, or something to add some um, the reflection um, to the black part that that will make it look more real um, yeah but uh, do you do you ever uh, get frustrated and give up on a picture oh yes all the time <laughs> I have I was um, I was um, going through some of my because we were trying to have a bit of a tidy in the house and I was going through all my um, um, pages that I've started and I think I have just as many unfinished pages as I have finished pages um, but often I mean I am quite patient when it comes to coloring so I will try quite a bit until I give up um, but Sometimes I give up if I end up thinking that I don't really, this line art isn't really speaking to me. I'm not able to do what I wanted to do or um, I'm not liking the background. And yeah, so I have I have a lot of unfinished VIPs that will never be finished. Where do you sit in color? I actually sit at the kitchen table so I do have a room a guest room where I have um, most of my supplies but it's not as cozy <laughs> so I tend to and it's a bit cold so I tend to sit at the kitchen table um, which I think is nice uh, the only problem with that is that I have to pack all my coloring equipment away every evening uh, and I'm not good at, for example, if I'm working on a picture, I'm not good at writing down what colors I've used or whatever. So when I pack it away and then take it, um, bring it out again, maybe a few days later, I would have totally forgotten what type of pencils or what colored pencils I used. Uh, for the face, I know because I um, I have a certain set of, of pencils that I use for that, but for the rest, I have absolutely no idea. So sometimes I give up on a picture because... I have forgotten what pencils I use and I can't be bothered to try and work it out. Do you sit in silence or are you listening? No, to... no I, I am. Um, and I think actually one of the things that makes me enjoy coloring so much is that I always use that time listening to either podcasts or uh, more often audiobooks. Um, and I just I just love it. Um, 
there has been time where I've been watching series, but I, I can't really pay attention to that because I can't look up um, that much. But listening to audiobooks whilst colouring is just perfect because I can be totally into the book. And yeah, it's just a very nice experience. So I think that if it wasn't for podcast or audiobook, I wouldn't enjoy colouring half as much. What kind of audiobooks do you listen to? Uh, well, it's different source, but I think it's mainly fantasy books. Uh, but sometimes I do listen to uh, more science-related stuff as well. But drawing, do you like to draw or is it just the colouring? Um, the thing is, uh, I I don't really have, like, I wish I could draw. I wish I could you know, uh, draw by freehand. Um, and maybe I could if I put in the practice, but I just don't have the time. So uh, at the moment, I don't do much drawing. What I have done uh, on a few occasions is that I have um, done portraits of my friends, but then I print out the picture of them and I kind of trace the outlines and then I put color to it. So it's kind of like more like coloring than actually actually drawing um, but maybe in the future when I have more time that is something that I would like to uh, try and get better at. Can you describe the feeling you have when you color? Well um, the thing is like when I color uh, I'm normally like very immersed in an audiobook, so I'm in a <laughs> in a different world, in a way. Um, um, but then also, I I do have to admit that often there are feelings of frustrations when I when I when I am not able to get the result that I wanted. Um, but but mainly it it is just you know a nice serene feeling of just being uh, relaxed and um, having switched off because I have quite a, a stressful life so it's really nice to sit down and listen to the audiobook in color and and really just don't think of much at all. But your friends, uh, do they color or is it something you do just you? No, I don't have any friends that colors. Um, but I have um, my husband is very interested and very supportive, so I, I get to you know discuss the coloring things quite a bit with him. Where do you find inspiration? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I just find the inspiration in the line art itself, uh, but at the same time, like all through the day. Uh, when I see people or when I sit and talk to people, I, I end up and I, I catch myself sometimes just uh, as I'm looking at their face and I'm thinking like, oh, OK, so now the shadow is there and the highlights are there. Hmm, that's something I could use. So I think it's just from everything that I experience during the day. Um, I kind of subconsciously take inspiration from that. Um yeah, because now when I see faces, whoever I talk to, I just talk, I just think about, you know, highlights and shadows and yeah. Do you look a lot at other pictures 
on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you uh, are? No, not not that much really. I um I have this thing though, like every night before I go to bed, I always go on Instagram and I browse through and I I I see a lot of um really nice things on on facebook uh i'm not that active on facebook i mean whatever comes up on my home wall i'll see but um i don't have sadly that much time to to look too much at other things um maybe when i'm done with my degree i will spend more time um because i do think that you do get in uh more easily inspired uh if you see other people's work as well when are you going to take your degree? Uh, I have uh, about maybe a little bit over a year left. So hopefully by that, after that, I will have uh, more time for coloring. What are your best uh, coloring tools? Um, the thing is, I don't really use many tools. Um, like I said, I use the paper. So it's very important for me to have the um, tone paper. Um, I use mainly my Luminance pencils. Um, I have a white Posca, um, and I tend to, I mean, it's, it's very good to have a nice pencil sharpener, uh, but I find that they break or they get, um, they don't work for very long. So that's something that I, I buy quite often. And I, I just got like a new swordfish, like those big ones where you, um, uh, yeah. Um, so now I can get quite nice pointed tips. And even when I've used my Prismas in that, they haven't broken yet. Uh, so I think that's important to have a nice pencil sharpener. But uh, and then obviously I have my my markers as well. But other than that, uh, I do have an electrical um, pencil uh, eraser. Um, which can be good if I have to erase kind of like a a, a big um, area um, because because it's electric it uh, um, it's really able to to get all the pencil off um, so so that's good but besides that I don't have any other things that I use. You have a told us a lot of great tips but uh, do you have something more some more coloring tips to give us hmm <laughs> uh, it's so hard to try and, and and think of things um uh, I, I still think like the the best tip that i can think of is like um you know, find a media that really suits your style. Um, because once you have something you're very comfortable with, it's, I think, easier. Um, and then with reference pictures, I think that is quite important. If you're not sure how to do things, find the reference picture. And if you don't have one in hand and you don't want to spend a lot of time trying to find one, use yourself. I mean, this is obviously for if you color a female face and you're a female. Um, or you can even get, you know, some of your friends to pose. Um, I, I learned a lot from that, and I think that's the most uh, useful tip. Um, one other thing maybe would be that um, mix a lot of colors. 
if you want to make a red flower, don't just use red. Maybe use a bit of blue or a bit of yellow, some other colors in there as well, because it will give it much more depth. Um, yeah. I can't think of <laughs> anything more now on the top of my head. Do you ever color directly in the books anymore? No, I don't. Um, I try to think. I, I think I have stopped. Like sometimes, if I'm to watch a movie with my husband, and uh, maybe I'm not. Well, I, I do struggle to uh, with not multitasking, and I often have to do something at the same time. Uh, then I could take a book and I could color something in that book that I'm. That is just for you know doing something while watching the movie without really having any. Um, thoughts of ever you know publishing it or something like that what are you coloring right now um now i'm actually working on a tutorial from one of the girls in uh, jennifer zimmerman's bella futura um but uh, yeah I, i did use an example earlier because she has a bit of a wide face and then i used my face as reference and it just went all wrong so um I'm I'm trying. So I, the thing is, I need to get the face right or get to a point where I'm happy with it. And then I have to try and do it again, because when I'm doing a tutorial and I'm trying to teach other people how to do something, um, it's not very helpful if I do a face and then erase it all <laughs> and then start over. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm trying. I'm working on that now. And hopefully, I mean, it's Easter now and I'm going home to, to my mom. But um i hope when I come back, I should be able to get that done quite quickly. Uh, because you have this YouTube channel. Yeah. Called Maria Payne Coloring. Yes. How much time does do you uh, do you have for that? Well, the thing is, so those videos, I only have four videos and I made them last summer uh, and I haven't really done anything since then. Um, but it it did take a lot of time and that's the issue. I don't really have the time. And what is so time consuming is that I was um, I was recording it and obviously uh, just doing the face. I think maybe it was about two hours and then I um I speed it up and then I added the voiceover after because I really wanted to explain what I did and adding also the, the the shades of pencils that I'm using and so on. So just the editing uh, took maybe, I think, two evenings. And um, I was struggling a bit because my Mac is getting a bit old and it wasn't really handling it well. So I could only do like a voiceover for 30 seconds and then my Mac needed a little break and then 30 more seconds. So it took forever. But I have a new Mac now, hoping that this uh, will make it easier. Uh, but I am considering maybe trying to do live streams or something um, and then just upload them again after because it will take less time because adding the voiceover is really uh, very laborsome. And what's your name on Instagram if uh, people want to uh, look at your pictures? Oh, yeah, that's uh, MCRP. The meaning is not that people after this can color a face, but I mean, just to understand that you have practiced a lot is, I think, comfortable yeah, yeah. for people to hear that because people are scared about 
coloring yeah, skin. And- I have I have uh, I have my Facebook page and I have on occasion posted some of my earlier pictures just to show uh, and also shown all my unfinished ones just so people can understand that this didn't happen overnight. <laughs> you know, it has taken me a long time and I have spent many, many hours getting to this point. And also um, because I do have an art background in some sense and I do have a certain understanding of things that makes it maybe easier for me than others but even with that it I still needed lots and lots of practice. It was so fun talking to you Maria thank you. Yes likewise it was really nice talking to you. And thank you all for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.